So, Brett, do you know the story of the beautiful child? There's every, every, every modern Hollywood movie starts with, so there was once a beautiful child. Um, Yeah, she was born in Houston, grew up in (laughs) Dallas, currently resides in Austin, Texas. And then went to go work for the FBI, but got (laughs) drafted into a beauty pageant. after it all settled down she created a lovely little cafe on west 6th street uh, that has a pastry that is apparently sandra bullock's favorite i think it's called like golden eggs or something like that it's just like it's like a muffin sugar cookie covered in cinnamon sugar it's actually really delicious Uh, You know, I was going to make The Beautiful Child about me, but I'm glad that you made it about our Lord and Savior, Sandra Bullock. Yeah, I uh, I'm looking forward to watching the uh, the the Lost City. As you should. It's out now. So as you should. The New Testament has been released. (laughs) Get ye to a theater. Uh, All right. Let's hit it. Bippity boppity boo. This is Necromancer. Necromancer. I'm Shira, and I am a fan of romantic comedies and fairy tales. I am Brett, and I am a fan of horror movies and cautionary tales. Ooh, Ooh. a lot of fairy... The Venn between (laughs) cautionary tales and fairy tales is a circle, so you're in luck. Yeah. (laughs) Now, once upon a time... Uh, Necromancer, we decided that each week Brett would pick a horror movie, I would pick a rom-com, and then we would flip the script on those movies and we would turn that romantic movie into a scary story and the scary story into a romance. And this week we are, if you have not already guessed, continuing the theme of fairy tales while we talk about your pick, Brett, which was... Gretel and Hansel. Emphasis on Gretel. Big emphasis. She's moved to top billing. Huge. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I I would say that it was never about Hansel. Like, even before the rebrand to Gretel and Hansel. Like, the original story, I would say that Gretel did all the heavy lifting. And Hansel was really just there's the, the perfect victim. Uh, but, but Gretel has always been the final girl, even before she got top billing, but it's her time. Yeah. I, uh, when I was looking at movies to watch for the podcast, I, I browsed upon this one and I saw a bunch of comments that were like, why do they gotta move Gretel to the front? Why, 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 I why, know! Why, why, what is, what is with these, these <laughs> 
I mean, okay, let's be honest. They're predominantly men. I, I don't know any women yeah. who are crying about Gretel being moved to the front. But yeah, what is this with, with men being like, I don't like it, or we don't need a female Ghostbusters because the penis Ghostbusters <laughs> were the best. I don't, I just thought it was so funny because I was like, who cares? Hansel and Gretel, Gretel and Hansel, what's the big difference? Yeah, it's it doesn't not like really it's matter. Be a big part of the story, but then I watched this movie and I'm like, oh no, this is all <laughs> all Gretel. This is all about how women are dangerous and spooky. They're pretty much all witches in my book. I think that pretty yeah, much women are bad. What, what this movie teaches us is that the moment you get your period as a girl, you become an evil witch and you might as well just embrace that and send all the men off to chop some fucking wood because they're not useful for lit literally anything else. Even the one man who does seem like it has, he has it together. His main job is chopping wood. Like that is like that is basically you know john cena is like the pinnacle of masculinity for men now <laughs> the woodsman just the, yeah. the best john cena could do during this time period is chop wood yeah that's or be a blacksmith because i'm pretty sure that um the papa in the beautiful the beautiful child's papa is a blacksmith otherwise Oh, you right. wouldn't be around those. It's like you're either working with metal or you're working with wood. And if you're a woman, you better go find some herbs. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, the the undercurrent of feminism in this movie is very strong. But uh, speaking, I'm of, all for it. Witches versus patriarchy, man. I'm all for it. I had I a great time like with it this too, movie. and I. I will definitely re-mention this when we get to Love Bites. Yeah. Uh, if you like witches versus patriarchy, I've got I've got a great recommendation. Now, I'm curious how much you looked up about the director of this movie before we watched it. I looked up... There, there were two movies. One of them was Gretel and Hansel, and another one was Snow White but it was like from the queen's version and it was with Sigourney Weaver. And so that looked like a very, both of them looked very interesting. So mm -hmm. after watching the trailer for both movies, I went on to look at the director of both movies. So I can't remember who directed the snow white one, but I do know that Oz Perkins who directed Gretel and Hansel starred in a little movie called legally blonde. That's, Right. And <laughs> I got so excited. I got so excited. Okay. I'm glad you got excited too, because I, I looked it up on Wikipedia and then I was like, Oz Perkins. I go to his page. I see the picture and I think this man is recognizable to me and not just from any movie. Legally Blonde. Legally friend Blonde. Friend of the podcast, Oz Perkins is living the necromancer dream he's yeah. he's got a foot in both worlds just like we do who would have thought dorky david and he also had a great bit like his bit in legally blonde was a lot of fun when she 
raises dorky David's social value by breaking up with him in the quad and talking about how he was the best sex that she'd ever had. And that sends dorky Dave on a, on a journey where he, he suddenly, you know, has a lot more social capital. And, and so, yeah, she, she did dorky Dave. She did Oz Perkins a solid. Uh, And also, interestingly enough, he is in a way kind of like Jamie Lee Curtis. He is horror royalty or horror nepo baby whatever you want to call it because he is anthony perkins son anthony perkins who played norman bates in a little movie called psycho which jamie lee curtis's mother was also in who she played marion crane right um so yeah not only does he have this you know big history legacy when it comes to horror he, you know, is a dabbler in rom-coms. I, I was really excited uh, to see that. Yeah, Oz Perkins. What a guy. What a guy. And, you know, credit where credit's due. I think that visually, the the atmosphere that he and the cinematographer and the, the set designer... Or, I mean, I'm sure whoever scouted for locations where there there were locations that were needed for this movie, they they all did an amazing job just creating, for lack of a better term, a vibe. Yeah. I I really dug it from beginning to end. I was uh I was vibing with the movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, speaking of vibing with the movie, should we get into the summary? Yes. So we open up with a prologue. There is a voiceover, and we're hearing the story of the beautiful child with a pretty pink hat, which was definitely not a part of the original Hansel and Gretel tale, but we're getting stories within stories here. Uh, it's like an onion. So in the beautiful child, a father takes his deathly ill baby daughter to be cured by a witch who in doing so gifts the child with supernatural abilities. And it's kind of, I like this opening to the movie because you immediately know what you're in for when he takes the child to the witch and she's wearing a holy mountain outfit and standing under a triangle so it's like oh it's one of this is meant to be an aesthetic experience kind of like mandy or something where right you know this is this is definitely more a movie about feelings than saying like oh i'm gonna watch this movie for details that are gonna be key to the plot later it's you know all about feelings vibes and atmosphere right from the beginning yeah, and I was not sure I was going to like it because I I haven't really liked a lot of the the modern horror stuff. You don't like avant garde A twenty four stuff. I didn't like The Witch. I didn't like Hereditary. I hated The Babadook. Like all of these modern. <laughs> I love the fact that the Babadook spawned Ugh. a meme about the Babadook being gay, and a gay icon. I mean, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, but yeah, but like you said, yeah, with Mandy, I totally got Mandy vibes with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's mm-hmm. I think that's one of the reasons why I liked it so much. But yeah, this is a movie that is about performance art. Uh, and performance art doesn't have to make sense like so if if you expect that this movie is going to follow some kind of logic or logical progression i mean for the most part it does but it is not a movie that really values logic and i think that if you understand that then you can enjoy it um so the girl grows up she's such a beautiful child uh they the villagers come to hear her premonitions but her sinister nature is soon revealed when she begins murdering innocents i imagine she's like that kid in that twilight zone vignette where it's because she can do anything everybody's just terrified of her uh and then she makes her dad eat a red hot poker she for no discernible reason but again this movie has no interest in explaining anything and, and it's you get used to it. Uh, so we then shift over to teenaged Gretel, uh, who is also implied to have supernatural abilities. I mean, this is what the, the Wikipedia summary says, but I think that we come to appreciate her supernatural abilities a little bit later. I mean, she kind of does the same thing that moms do where she's like, I can feel a storm coming. Or I know that these places are here, even though I'm not there. She's shown as being extremely intuitive, I would say. She's just a girl. She's not yet a woman. Yeah, she hasn't gotten her fingers on that that witchy... uh, (laughs) The the witchy salve or... Uh, the witchy lube. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> witchy lube. Um, yeah. I don't know. Does she have her period during the movie? <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, that's right. She does she have does. her period during the movie. Big, big time. time. Big Is... dream about it. Big. Oh, yeah. Big, big moment. Big yeah, dream. Yeah, yeah. Big stain. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we've got teenage Gretel and her younger brother Hansel who inexplicably talks with a British accent. But, I mean, it fits because who is more ghost-like than a little British child? I don't think that there is any British child I've ever seen who I've thought that kid might not be a... I've almost always been like, yeah, that kid could be a ghost. Or, like, put that kid in a castle and he's a little Victorian ghost. Uh, And that's definitely who Hansel is. Uh, so the siblings and also he's always hungry oh my god this kid (laughs) never stops being hungry he does remind me of doug in that way where i will be traveling somewhere and and i'll be and i'll ask doug do you want to get something to eat maybe you should get some extra food only to hear later about how hungry he is um so yeah hansel is a hungry little boy but too bad for hansel we're dealing with it sounds like we're in some kind of environment of both plague and poverty yeah it's just everything is bad everywhere yes which you know honestly this this makes a lot of sense as uh sort of a heroine's journey versus sort of what we've come to think of as just the classic you know hero's journey i think 
in a female centered narrative, very rarely do you get a girl coming from an environment that's stable. The environment or the start of the adventure is always within the, the sort of chaotic world. Like, the world is out of order. Cinderella yeah. is abused and, you know, mistreated by her family. Gretel is dealing with her mom and her bullshit. And so this, you know, spur to go on adventure in a heroine's journey is less about like, oh, a wizard or a Jedi has called me to be the hero yeah. of this story. It's like, home is bad. I've got to get out of there and I'm forced to go on this journey to bring order to an orderless universe. Uh, so it's a lot more scary. And the mentors along the way of a heroine's journey are more unstable or more and morally ambiguous than I think, you know, the kind of mentors or figures that you see in a hero's journey. So already we're just in an unsettling world. And I like that they kind of made this a place out of time. So there's electricity, but at the same time, everything seems somewhat medieval. So it's yeah. very unclear what time they live in. And so, yeah, I think it's it's meant to be a world out of time that has some modern conveniences, but is unlike our own. Yeah, this is on the dawn of cities and stuff is like Yeah, right right when it was like you there was hope somewhere else. Not here, but somewhere else. Good luck getting there. Or yeah. if you're Gretel, you can make your own home wherever you want. <laughs> well, that's not necessarily true because before she and Hansel set out on their adventure, she goes to a job interview for a housekeeping job and ends up being interviewed by a creepy man that asks her if she is intact, meaning is she still a virgin and implying that she wasn't going to be one for long if she ended up there. And so she turned it down and her mom was like, why would you do that? <laughs> why would yeah. you do why would you do something so mean? <laughs> Can't you see? I'm trying to traumatize you. <laughs> yeah, the mom the mom is already gone. She's she's far gone. She kicks him out of the house. All she's... that remains in this house is ghosts. Ghosts. <laughs> yes. All that's left are ghosts. Well, I mean, maybe she's grieving, but it's like they're penniless, they're poor, she's grieving, and... She's super depressed, and all she can talk about is digging their own graves. But this is very, you know, as far as the heroine's journey and a girl's journey, I find I find it to be very accurate to the way that girls are adultified before they necessarily yeah. feel ready. She's asked questions about her virginity when, you know, having a relationship or, or engaging in that kind of activity is really far from her mind. Like this kid is just out here trying to survive, but people are already looking at her like she's an adult and it's unsettling. Yeah. So they decide to flee 
and then they find a hut to stay in for the night. It's, you know, the woodsman's cottage or whatever. But then this man appears and attacks Hansel. Uh, I found that scene to be pretty well done where they think they're very safe and almost like saw the guy just yeah. rises <laughs> in the background. Uh, and so the huntsman tells them what's what. And he's like, you, you have a penis. Therefore, you cut wood. <laughs> you have a vagina you gather herbs i mean he doesn't say it in those terms but that's basically he's he's very much a man who's like i'm going to tell you your role in this world go learn that role and then leave me alone he is not a person who really cares that much about helping them I mean, he'll help them as much as he's duty bound to, but he doesn't like them. He's not interested in them. He's not going to take them in. And I, he's a friendly passerby. Exactly. But Uh, except for he also is like he's putting his arm out, going like, "Hey, not too friendly, though." Right, but you know, (laughs) I would say as a lesson to younger people that it's people like this that are often the people who don't seem friendly and interested in you are ultimately going to be more honest and trustworthy, or you can know where those people stand versus people like Holda, who, you know, is extremely friendly because she has an agenda. So, you know, the Huntsman, he has zero agenda. Other and than I think she likes that away. too, because when he offers to like draw them both a bath, because he's very stinky, the little boy's stinky, mm-hmm. and like he know he can turn it on for the kid, but he talks to her very plainly. But uh, she, yeah, she gives him a little smile, like you know, this guy's all right. Yeah, this guy's trustworthy. Yeah. Uh, so they leave the next morning to find work, but then they get lost in the woods and begin to starve. And is this the point at which they take the mushrooms? Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. then they take mushrooms and they, they start tripping. Uh, and, you know, pretty much as they start to come down, or do they? Uh, <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe they were just tripping in the woods. Uh, but, but they come down and then they find this house in the, oh, they find it by the scent of cake. Hansel, cake fiend, follows the smell, you know, like a like a Looney Tune where the pie on the window. Yeah, Yeah. the pie (laughs) on the window seal, the vapors formed a hand that beckoned to him and crooked its little finger. (laughs) And then helpless to resist. He floated on up to the house. Um, (laughs) I wish that they had filmed it that way, but Oz Perkins' choice, not mine. Uh, so they get to the house and this house, I have to say, it feels like some kind of like he gay Swedish architecture fantasy. There's something Mm -hmm. about the house, this A-frame cottage that feels very modern. And I think that that's part of what makes it unsettling when you just come up to the house and you see what feels like a very modern angular house in the middle of the wilderness yeah to any grown-up person that house is like eh, stay away from me but to a kid uh it smells like cake and it's got a slide that smells like bacon uh i'm in heaven 
And it has this really interesting window where when uh, Gretel puts her eye up to the window, they do that shot from inside the house where it looks like the Illuminati eye on the dollar. Yeah, it's it's great set design. Yeah, it, it yeah it immediately atmosphere, feelings, and vibes. Oh, oh my. Man. Uh, so they go into the house or Gretel basically breaks into the house and do they start eating right away or does Holga appear or Holda appear? Uh, as Hansel's in the house, Gretel's watching through the window and sees the witch raise up her sleeve and then they both disappear. So she goes to grab a rock Tries to throw a rock through the window, oh, it but bounces. she's way too weak. <laughs> but the rock bounces off the house the because the house off. is warded. Yes, but also you could make an argument that she's not very well nutritioned. She's weak and cannot. She struggles just to pick up the rock. Um, so instead, she uses her brains to light a fire. And the witch comes out and very menacingly is like, don't start anything you can't finish, my dear. I and then they go love in Holda. <laughs> I am a simp for Holda. I, I, and I would say that I absolutely prefer old Holda to young Holda, which we are exposed to later. Like the actress yeah. and the the whole character of older Holda is, I, I love it. Yeah, so Hold is pretty awesome. Uh, you mentioned earlier, like a Jedi in a in a guy story, but she's like she's like uh, Obi Wan and Darth Vader, both at the same time. Are you sure she kind of has Emperor vibes to me? Uh, I mean, all right, but she's got she's got she's got good and dark in her, both at the same time. mm Hmm. So they, she comes out to get Gretel. They come inside. They start eating. And I find it a nice touch that uh, Gretel picks up a hand pie and then examines it for a pretty long time before she puts it into her mouth, meaning we're definitely not going to think about this later and have any feelings of regret, are we? Uh, but they are happy. Hansel wants <clears throat> Hansel wants them to stay, but Gretel's like, I don't know. And she's right to have her intuition give her red flags because this woman is too nice to not have an agenda. Yeah, stranger danger. And I think that's pretty much it. she has her period like the first night, right? Uh, I think it's the second night. The first mm -hmm. night she has a dream of just like creepy atmosphere in general. Mm -hmm. But um, but Holda starts like immediately. She kind of starts putting them at ease, and she's like, "Hey, let me show you how to make plant stuff, and let me show you how." Like she's like, "Let me show you all these cool things that you need to survive." She's a really cool hedge witch and she's living her cottage core life out in the wilderness and these two meddling kids just show up. Uh, but yeah, she's she's really cool to them at first. And, you know, Anzel's like, I'm going to chop wood. Yeah. So Hold is like, you go chop wood, little <laughs> buddy. Uh, and meanwhile, it's like Gretel. I see that you and I 
got something in common here. Not just the fact that we are females assigned at birth, but maybe we're witchy too. <laughs> uh so she she begins teaching her from her big book and oh what a gorgeous little you know prop that book is with the writing and the drawing of the herbs it's just uh it's it's chef's kiss as i like to say uh and then gretel you know she gets her period she starts to she starts to become a little more independent and when Hansel is kind of, you know, a little less into it, Gretel's like, shut up. You don't know anything. Uh, we get a, a fun scene with Gretel uh, getting uh, her flying ointment, as it's called. And she goes out to the woods to look at trees and make them bend to her, to her will. Yeah, it's all very much us. It's she's being seduced by the ways of the witch, and it's no surprise, I think, that she is becoming one. Like, it's the the movies. The movie is a a cat versus cat versus mouse, because the really the tension is what's going to become of Hansel. We know that that Gretel and the witch are going to have a witch off. Well, yeah, Hansel is basically Gretel's morality pet. He is the yeah. canary in the coal mine. If the canary dies, then all is lost and Gretel is evil. If he remains alive, Gretel is good. Yeah. Uh, and and that, that's the fundamental sort of conflict. So Hansel is like, ah, I don't know about this. He starts to, to feel a little wary. He gets a little Scooby-Doo. Uh, and he finds a, a pentagram in a tree. And so that night they argue. And Gretel says, basically, if you want to leave, leave. And kicks him out of the house. And it's interesting lighting for this scene. It's all red. So when he disappears into the forest, it's like he disappears into this red fog. And Gretel wakes up the next day wondering, okay, was that real or was that a dream? But Hansel, he's gone. And, you know, hold up. I, I like the conversation they have after about like, I need to go look for him. And it's like, no, you don't. And then it's like, well... He's all alone. It's like, well, at some point he's going to have to be. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's like, a, it's a really nice conversation they have. But at the same time, very creepy. Holda's becoming a little bit more creepy. She's. She, she's becoming more creepy. And Gretel is starting to have prophetic dreams that make her understand uh hold his nature a little bit better particularly she has a new metal music video dream where yeah. uh because <laughs> i i felt like the younger for some reason the aesthetic that they gave to the younger hold confused me because they gave her bangs and they give her this kind of dress and this attitude that feels very modern very evanescence and and not it doesn't it they they don't seem well, like the same character to me, even though I know that I'm supposed to realize that the Holda in the dream is a younger version of her or her without the guise of the old lady. I, 
I could not look at that actor and feel like they were the same character. That did bother I me. I thought I thought that the witch that we see is could be interpreted both as young Holda or older Gretel. Mm. I thought that because essentially that's what the character is. At some point, you know, you're you're a young girl, and then at some point you're an old woman. And somewhere in between there, you're a sexy music video witch. <laughs> this is true. It's, you know, Maiden Mother Crown. Yeah, so... So, and yeah, it's... she. She's kind of intuiting how things are done, how things are made, how... You know, she, she sees Being how the sausage a woman's is a made. Mu- it's a bloody mess. <laughs> It is. Taking care of a family is hard work. You so gotta... why don't we just kill them? Uh, so... <laughs> eat them. Kill them and eat them. Medea style. Uh, so she has that dream where basically this hot mommy music video which is spreading out organs and then turning this basically child parts into tasty treats so that little tartlet that uh gretel had earlier was probably a kid yummy again this movie does nothing to work against the trope that humans are delicious in horror movies it's just i i have yet to find a movie where people are like, ew, human flesh. It doesn't taste good. It's like, if you're going to cross that boundary, it better taste delicious. I'm sure Hannibal feels that way pretty strongly. Yeah, I wonder how picky cannibals can even choose to be. Not very picky. I mean, like once you, once you kill a human to eat them, you might as well eat them because this is a this is a scarce resource human meat for consumption. They that's what that Sebastian Stan movie's about. <laughs> so she starts to be hit to what Hold is doing, and then they have a nice heart to heart, which I love this scene. So Gretel's like, "Where's my brother?" Hold is like, "Do you even care?" I mean, come on, really? It's Hansel the kid who can't even chop wood which is it's so cute when this little actor just like stuck his his little axe into a tree and couldn't pull it out and i'm glad they didn't do the thing where like you know heredity style oops spoilers but i'm glad that he didn't pull out the axe and like hit himself or something like that and die in like a stupid way um so but he can't even, like, all he did was get an axe stuck in a tree and then Hold is like, oh, I got your little axe for you. Yeah. Uh, but as they're talking, Holda does this thing that I thought was really cool. When she pulls out a strand of hair from her mouth that clearly came from one of the children. Yeah. Um... Is this is this when they have their 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 scene over the poison? Uh oh, so I think so it's between the explanation that Holda gives Gretel and um Hansel going missing. She has okay. the dream, she becomes convinced that Holda's bad news. 
Hulda has this conversation with her where she's like, you know, this book has some really strong recipes in it. If you just made some little tweaks to this sleeping potion, it could kill someone. Oh, yeah. She's setting up her own dominoes. She's she's testing her. She's saying, whenever you're ready, you come you come try to get me. This is this is a fairy tale trope, right? Like Blue yeah. Bur- Bluebeard gives his wife the key to the room where she's not allowed to go because he fully expects her to go there, so he has an right. excuse to kill her. And you know, the witch is kind of looking for the same thing because it's a win-win for her. Either she has Gretel on her side completely or Gretel betrays her and then she can kill Gretel and absorb her power. So it's really, there's no way for the witch to lose until she loses. Uh, So they, they, uh, Gretel brews her the tea. They have this heart to heart. She pulls out the strand of hair from her mouth and we learn that Holda, and this doesn't make sense to me, but apparently Holda is the mother of the beautiful child. Why wouldn't we just have Holda be the beautiful child? I don't understand why they had to make her the mother of the beautiful child versus the beautiful child all grown up. Um, but she's the mother of the beautiful child. I think it's I think it's kind of to say, like, I, I was a bad mother once. I don't want to be a bad mother again. And Gretel's missing a mother figure. But she killed a bunch of kids. Both the beautiful child and Holda killed a bunch of kids. But not this kid. I also like that the other kids that she mentions by name all have normal names like Kevin. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Kevin. Thomas. (laughs) Rebecca. But then Come these two down. little these two little German kids <laughs> snuck in. Uh so Yeah, she's I think the I think the witch is kind of saying she's tired of killing she's, she's tired of killing kids. Yeah, so but the Holda's villain backstory is that she was the mother of the beautiful child. She hated the beautiful child, even though she sent the beautiful child into the wilderness to die. But the beautiful child, I guess, influenced her or whispered to her and said, do you want the power? If you want the power, then you have to kill kids. And it's in, I guess we're meant to understand that she killed the, the beautiful child, that she ate the beautiful child. But it looked like the beautiful child had siblings and she killed those kids. So I, I don't know. I, yeah, I'm thinking too I, much. I hear you. I'm thinking too much about a movie that has told me in no uncertain terms that I'm not supposed to think about these things, but I still did. No. Yeah. The, the, the mother saw what her daughter was capable of was jealous and decided I would do anything to have that power, including eat my own children. Uh, and so she did, and now that's the legacy of witches, is in order to become a full-on witch, you gotta eat the person you love the most. Yum, 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 yum. Uh, so now we get our final showdown. I think Gretel basically fails to really get Holda. Meanwhile, Holda is able to drug Gretel, 
and then strap her down in the cellar, the big vagina cellar that has this extremely, like, it's got these huge, tall, tall white walls, mm-hmm. and then a slit <laughs> down the center. Well, no, it's meant to be a very long staircase, but it is the most, you know, there's like phallic imagery. This is this is vaginal vagina my my whatever the latin word for that is it's that kind of imagery and so it's like this is she is being reborn as a mature woman big time big time <laughs> uh so now holda holda's back in her in her music video witch form uh, and she gets Hansel into a cage on top of a large fire pit so she can cook him. And I do agree and poor with her. Little Hansel. He's poor just little such Hansel. a little He's victim. just such a little boy. It's like anyone who talks to him with any kind of motherly <laughs> tone, he's like, okay, it's time for bed. Okay. He's just such a little boy. Yeah, it really, like, Hansel reminds me of the dad in The Conjuring, where he's just there. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on? I don't know. <laughs> or, uh, although it did have a little bit of Blair Witch vibes, how he was just chilling in the corner. There. Yes, they, they, gave us, cool. they gave us a really nice Blair Witch moment. Uh, so Hansel's in the cage. I definitely agree with her cooking method of choice here. Slow roasting him is absolutely yes. the way to go. You know, we're this in whole Texas. movie is a little bit of a slow burn, huh? It, it definitely is a slow burn. Uh, but Gretel is able to free herself using her magic hands. Uh, yeah, and... she sweated out the witch lube and rubbed it on her hands because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. she was drinking it. She put it in her drink so that she could sweat it out. Oof. Gretel. She knows what she's doing. She's a very she, smart kid. She is very competent. Uh, and she manages to levitate a broom that she uses to pin Holda to a wall where she burns to death. What a world. What a world. Uh, and she's able to get Hansel out of his trance. He, she frees him from the cage. They go outside of the house and she is like, you know, Hansel, this is where I leave you. You're going to go yeah. off and be with the normies. And I, is- <laughs> I have a cottage core witch life to pursue. This is where we set up the uh, Perkins verse of like, she's the anti, she's the well good-natured antagonist who will then have to fight her brother the 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 new hero hansel one day because he's gonna go form off a justice league with jack and the beanstalk guy and all the other heroes little red riding hood like it that's what the end of the movie felt like the end of the movie felt like like uh, get ready for the next big sequel I, you think it was a sequel setup? I think it was actually just meant to be an open end. Like now the siblings had to part ways because they were on necessarily different paths in life. 
And like, yes, but also just that, like the way that it was, the way that her monologue happened, it felt very superhero-y. And <laughs> oh, the like way the that, end like, of a Batman movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He picked up the axe, and she was like, "He'll forge his own adventures." And like, I could just you know, <laughs> imagine that in the next movie we meet Hansel, but he's like a big buff guy and he's got an axe on his shoulder. Hansel's so hot right now. Yeah. <laughs> he's finally learned how to fell a tree in one swoop. <laughs> so, I mean, I fully respect Gretel's decision to stay behind in the now vacated witch's house because it's yeah. a sweet house and she's got her magic books. She uses her ability to free the spirits of Holda's victims and we see them walk on and and you know go into the light as her fingertips then turn black just like Holda's. We went through the whole summary without mentioning the fact that Holda had these black oh, yeah. fingertips, but I I found <laughs> it to be a really interesting um you know costume character choice. I liked it a lot. Yeah, it made sense at the end here. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no, it's either you're going to stay in one place and grow some roots or you're going to go off on adventure and chop up the roots. <laughs> well said. Yeah. So, I, I mean, the answer for me is probably going to be pretty obvious, but who did you have a crush on in this movie? I really had a crush on the Huntsman. <laughs> I, I really liked him. He was it's, a sexy it, dude. Yeah, it's uh by the end of the movie you forget that there were ever anyone else in the movie besides the three you know, the the three or four main characters. But uh no, I liked him. I liked his uh his sort of you know, he, he wasn't the call to adventure for them, but he was like a safe warning. He's like, Hey guys, just you guys are really young, so just take extra care of yourselves, all right? Because it's it's shitty for me to leave you, but also I'm on my own thing. Uh, I got to yeah. go over here. I, I really need to do this thing over here. So sorry, but good luck. Charles Babaloa is his name. Yeah. And he, you know, like, I think it also could be implied that he was gay. Because <laughs> she, at one point she's like, hey, if he wanted his own kids, he'd make his own. And I, to me, that kind of came across as like, I don't know, but also he's black. And so really the moral of the story, as with any good fairy tale, is old white guys are bad. <laughs> Everyone else is all right. Mostly. You know, white be men. Careful of canceled. <laughs> this is what we get from a world where it's supposed to be Gretel and Hansel. If it were yeah. Gretel and Hansel originally, they never would have done a Hansel and Gretel. Yeah. <laughs> I just recently rewatched the Batman and there's one part in the Batman where the lady's like, it's all where Catwoman goes. It's all about greedy old white men. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, get them. Yeah, uh, it is. I, I think that it goes without saying, you know, I am a big old simp for Holda. I mean, yeah. go mommy. Uh, and I I, I just uh, looked up Alice Cridge, who's the actress who plays Holda. 
may be recognizable to other nerds as the fucking Borg Queen from Star Trek First Contact. So she's been done doing villainesses for a while. Wow. Yeah, I she was great in this movie. I mean, they <laughs> she stepped up. She she stepped up and she called her own swing and she hit a home run. Yeah, I yeah. I think, you know, bravo. Uh now, how did it go creating a rom-com from this story? Oh, I had a blast. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I wasn't that enthused by the idea I ended up with. I I told you before the podcast that I stumbled upon a comic, uh, as I've mentioned er- earlier, maybe, or, or in other podcasts, I've really been getting into comics lately, but specifically uh, Otome Isekais, which are, you know, specifically female protagonists born inside the world reborn inside the world of the story and they did one for Hansel and Gretel where a woman finds herself transmigrated into the body of the evil witch knowing that the Mm. ending is she ends up being killed by Gretel she decides to steer them towards a different course and as I was looking into this comic I learned that the main character's love interest, she's supposed to be the witch, her love interest is fucking Hansel, the child that she raises. I decided that I was not interested in reading a comic about a woman who raises the man who she ends up with. It just does not appeal to me. I, I don't know. I don't know anybody who it appeals to. I'm not going to shame you, but it's you and I are very different. So I I scrapped that. I was like, ah, I, there's no reason for me to plagiarize this idea when it is so disturbing to me. Uh, so I, I wrote something totally different, but I wasn't that satisfied with the result. No, I had a blast with mine. Do you want to save the best for last and I'll, I'll cut through mine first? Sure, let's go. Okay, so I decided, you know, enough with Gretel. Let's let's center Hansel in the narrative again. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we, one, one Gretel movie is enough. Um, so I called my movie Hands Off Hansel. And it's, you know, a movie that it ends, there's punctuation in the movie title. So it's Hansel exclamation point Mm. to to really drive it home. But I will say that even though I've centered Hansel in the title of the movie, he is once again, like the father in The Conjuring, barely essential to the action of the story. So we get Gretel and Hansel who instead of being, you know, killed by the witch or killing the witch, they are raised by her in the woods. Uh, And Gretel learns to be a witch while Hansel becomes a successful woodsman and he moves out. Hansel grows up to be exceptionally handsome. And no, he does not go out with his Uh, (laughs) stepmom. Instead, he becomes kind of Sakamoto-like 
He is beloved by everybody. Men are jealous of him. Women want to be with him. But it's also overwhelming. You know, nobody's going to leave him alone. And he has the problem that everybody also knows about Gretel and the witch. So kind of like how, um, you know, in Scott Pilgrim, Ramona has her seven evil exes. You've got Hansel and his two witch family members. So if you want to date Hansel, you're going to have to deal with the witches. And it's just a, a proposition that not many are willing to entertain. Uh, so Hansel feels like, okay, he, he's going to have to go away. So he pulls a crazy rich Asians where he goes far away from where his family is, meets a nice girl. They have a, a nice little courtship and, uh, we'll say that her name is Ella and he proposes, but he's got to tell her something. Well, my foster mother and sister are witches. Say that again, witches. So if we're to be together, you're going to have to deal with a real couple of witches. Or a couple of real witches. So Ella's like, I'm game for anything. I love you. I can meet your family. And it's not going to go spectacularly wrong. Or is it? Uh, So we get kind of like a meet the parents, family stone type of deal where it's like a rocky start. Like maybe as soon as Ella gets into the cottage, she breaks a jar, which releases an evil spirit, like a lich or something like that, where within like minutes, Holda and Gretel have to fight and contain a lich that Ella accidentally released. So I just already yeah. off to hijinks. A, yeah, hijinks, but it's just already off to a terrible start. Uh, and then, of course, Holda and Gretel are witches. So they're going to play tricks on Ella. Like they're going to hand her a, a cookbook, but it's going to turn out to be a grimoire that has an eye that moves on the cover and spooks her. Uh, yeah. You know, st- cute, cutesy, witchy things. Uh, and Hansel's like, how could you do this? But also Hansel's so unaware that, you know, again, I'm, I'm relating him to the male lead in Crazy Rich Asians, where he basically takes this woman, does not at all set her up for what she's about to get into, and then just expects her to be confident enough to deal with his family. So Hansel's kind of the same way. So Ella has to grow from this experience. Uh, so Ella decides to take matters into her own hands. Hansel can't fight her battles. So she has to earn the respect of Holda and Gretel, uh, in their own way. She is able to eventually access her own supernatural abilities. I mean, it's just impossible for any new woman to spend any extended time around Holda and Gretel and not want to also be a witch. Yeah. It's just impossible. Sounds awesome. So we'll say that she gets to Holda first. Holda's the easier sell, you know, because mm. Holda's their foster mom. She's she's right. not blood related. She wasn't with uh, Hansel and Gretel through the strife. Um, but getting Gretel to back her is another matter altogether. 
So we'll say that she and Gretel get into a flying competition. It's like, you know, they're playing um, one-on-one Quidditch or something. Uh, And Ella wins. But as she's celebrating the victory, Gretel flies and then gets stuck in a really perilous place. Like, I don't know, like off the side of a cliff or something. And Ella is able to save her. And then that's when Gretel breaks down and is like, you know, I just want to be a good older sister. I can't just let anybody have Hansel. Like, you know, we'll talk about the reasons why Hansel's worthy, even though he's not really an important character. Yeah. Uh, And then they kind of just all realize that they're on the same team and then they have a real relationship and we get kind of a Beetlejuice ending where, you know, everybody's floating and dancing and having fun. The end. Yeah. Your movie is pretty much a lot like mine. Ooh, but I, I'm immediately <laughs> excited to know the twists and the differences. Get let me hear it. Uh I'm gonna sell mine as Carol, but with witches and <gasps> Carol maybe more with movies. witches? It sounds perfect already. Yeah, so you know Carol. Carol is the movie with Kate Blanchett and Rooney Mara where they play an older lady, younger lady, lesbian romance, right? So we're going to do that only with witches and the movie is going to be called Hansel's Journey. Wait, (laughs) is this like how Women in Love is really about two dudes who are really close friends? (laughs) No, so Hansel's journey, we're going to start out like Hansel and Gretel, right? Hansel's the older brother. He's obviously the hero of the story. He's got to take his little sister on an adventure and see her safely through the woods. So they go and they meet a witch and the witch takes care of them. And then as the witch takes care of them, they just kind of get comfortable living with the witch. One problem, though, as Gretel gets older... She's going to need a suitor. And who's going to get her a suitor in the middle of the woods other than her lovely older brother, Hansel? So Hansel goes out on these grand adventures to bring her a groom. And every time he brings her someone back, she's like, no, not into him. And so he goes, okay, I'll go get you a new one. And Hansel thinks the issue here is Well, obviously, the thing that's wrong with all these people is their codpiece isn't big enough, right? Wait, so you're saying that, that like, ever after, you want to incorporate codpieces into the costumes of this version? Big time. Big time. So every time Hansel brings someone back for Gretel to meet, that person has a bigger codpiece, and Gretel is still just as less interested in them as ever, but Hansel's always thinking, well, it's got to be the codpiece. I got to find someone with a bigger codpiece. Hansel thinks that it's the codpiece, but Gretel has not indicated that that is an issue for her. Correct. So at some point we're like, all right, well, Hansel's like, I need to go find like, who's got the biggest codpiece of all? The king. So Hansel's going to go off on this grand adventure to meet the king 
and bring the king home for his daughter for his sister it, to it's marry. the cod piece that makes him a good suitor not the fact that he's royalty right well because also the, the king's got to have the biggest cod piece right that's it's got to be like this grand ornate cod piece kind of thing so while hansel's off doing his own adventure we get carol but with witches so kate blanchett and rooney mara are just gonna like do lesbian stuff so they're gonna like go on walks in the woods and pick mushrooms and then we just get to have a little bit of fun like dr strange multiverse madness fun of like every day they eat a different mushroom and then they have a different high and they giggle and laugh as they walk through the woods and they're just they're having a great time while hansel's off trying to find her a husband these two ladies are just having a great time uh another thing is to show the passage of time carol can teach gretel how to cook and so we can have like sexy kitchen scenes where like you know at first carol's teaching gretel how to cook but then as they both know Wait, how to so cook, they you're can, changing like... holda's name to carol <laughs> yeah because it's easier it's carol it's carol but with witches <laughs> so carol the witch is like teaching her but then as they like go on they can start to have arguments in the kitchen because they can feel more comfortable around each other but then as they're arguing they're still like taking care of each other's dish and being like oh you need to add more of this to it you know so they're always looking out for each other even when they're angry uh we can also have like the weather they can they can tap into the natural side so there's a lot of like rain dancing they can learn how to control the weather by dancing and stuff but then also in scenes where they start to get angry we can have like lightning and thunder you know cliche kind of stuff where they say something they don't mean and it's a big thunderous moment i want something akin to the totina's pizza roll sketch with kristen stewart where these two women are having this beautiful Carol, blue is the warmest color type of um, artsy atmospheric relationship, and then cut to Hansel's journey. It's not yeah. big enough. Yeah. And so, okay, so as we cut back to Hansel's journey, he's going and he has to defeat, you know, the king's men so that he can he can find court with the king. And then so he's like Lancelot and Monty Python, where he just literally comes in there and yeah. starts stabbing yeah, yeah, yeah. and <laughs> just right. going and through then people. One of the things, as he actually meets the king, the king is like, "Oh my God, brave hero! I have a I have a grand adventure for you to go on with me. If you do this adventure, I'll do whatever you want." So Hansel's like, "Perfect! I'll go on this adventure with you. Then you can meet my sister and marry my sister." He's like, "Okay, here's the adventure." We have to go kill these two evil witches in the woods. Oh, no. And so the king is telling Hansel all about these two evil witches and making it seem like they're monsters. And the whole time, Hansel is shocked. He's like, oh, my God. Like, I'm from the woods. I could never imagine witches like that in the woods. Oh, my God. That's horrible. And so cut back to uh, Carol and Gretel, you know, <laughs> vibing. Uh, they, they have to make clothes literally? together. Yes, literally. So <laughs> we can have like a sensual scene where they have to like take care of a sheep and then, you know, like Gretel shears the sheep to make the wool and then Carol makes her a dress and like, you know, as she un 
she undid the wool on the sheep. Carol dresses her with the sheep's wool, and it's like, ooh, sexy scene between these two ladies. And then I just like the idea of this all happening with the <laughs> shearings from a sheep, like just picking up just like well, sheep. No, they gotta, yeah, they gotta pick it up, but then they've gotta like transform it into a beautiful dress. You know, it takes work, it takes time. You you don't just go to the store and buy it. You've gotta make it yourself. And then for the final thing we can do, they can make each other drinks, but all the drinks like, you know, get them aroused in different ways. And so, you know, what, what, whatever they're comfortable doing, uh, they can go as Carol and Gretel as they want with it. <laughs> but then there's a big scene at the end where the king's men attack the two witches. And so we have like an action scene where they've got to defend their cottage. But then they get defeated. And then we hear the sounds of the king approaching. And then as the king approaches and goes, there's the two witches Hansel's like Gretel and Gretel's like Hansel and they just run to each other and they're like what are you doing here and they're like wait you're not a witch and so then Hansel just like beats up the king and kicks all of his men out and then Gretel's like you know I don't need a king or any other man I've got Carol and Hansel's like as long as you're happy and then they they do a happily ever after Aww. So it's like, yeah, the king, the, the, the witches don't need to beat up the king because Hansel's like, no, get out of here. We don't even need you. Like, I'm you know, glad, what? I'm done with you. I'm glad that you didn't murder the two lesbian characters in your story like a lot of stories happen to do. <laughs> no, this is a lighthearted rom-com. You just threaten them with murder. Right. Well, yeah, you got to raise the stakes at the end. I do agree with that. You know I do uh well so that's hansel's journey so hansel's journey hands off hansel i find <laughs> it hilarious that both of us rejected <laughs> gretel as the main character we'd had enough of this girl power time to center hansel again in the story yeah well, at about the time but at the same time Neither of our movies were actually about Hansel. <laughs> yeah, who needs him? Hansel, eh, get out of here. Go on your adventure. Yeah, actually, the one thing I did write in my notes to describe Hansel was Mimbo. That's the <laughs> only thing I had to describe Hansel for my yes. version. No, he he definitely gives <laughs> off that vibe of a kind of guy when he grows up. <laughs> So before we get into Love Bites, just want to remind everybody to subscribe to us and review wherever you listen to podcasts and follow us on social media at NecromancerPod. All right. Love Bites. What would you like to recommend this week, Brett? Uh, well, you mentioned earlier the webtoons. Uh, I asked you specifically for a comic recommendation, uh, Swamp Thing, and you provided me with the the first two books of Alan Moore's Saga of the Swamp Thing, and a I could not starter. put them down. Oh boy, I could not put them down, man. I blasted through those first two books. I had a freaking great time. Swamp Thing is so cool. He Swamp really Thing is. is so, so underrated. Cool. 
Yeah, I love the the Alan Moore stuff. I really like this Etrigan guy who's like a rhyming demon who's tied to he's like a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde with this Jason Blood guy and Dead Man. I, I don't know who Dead Man is, but I'm learning a little bit about him. Constantine and, so, and Swamp Thing also have a relationship. Yeah, so I watched the animated movie uh, Justice League Dark. Which was weird for me because I don't like, I don't like British or Scottish Constantine. I like my Constantine Keanu Reeves, but also just like the voices. It's weird when I read the comics; every character has their own voice and talks a certain way. And then when I watch the animated movies, it's like that's not how they sound, you know? Like that's not how Swamp Thing sounds <laughs> to me. But um. Yeah, I uh, the, the way Alan Moore totally deconstructs the hero and and who he is and his humanity and just every every part the art the storytelling the just the page layouts everything about Saga of the Swamp Thing is a huge home run. And it's a lot more accessible than some of his other stuff because I've read Watchmen and V for Vendetta, and especially from Hell. I agree. Some really of that stuff agree. is way above me. It it really is above me. Swamp Thing is definitely more get. accessible than Watchmen, yeah. and I feel In like a good good way. I feel like if you're someone who feels like comic book nerds gatekeep comics, and you keep hearing about how great Watchmen is. Go read Swamp Thing and then shove yeah. it in people's faces. Like it's it's basically the version of being like, oh, you like Alan Moore? Well, I like his old stuff. Meh. Yeah. Uh so yeah, I I'm really glad that you liked it. Yeah, I I could not recommend it enough. I I can't wait to continue on the SWAT on the saga. And uh oof. I'm just so I'm I'm all I'm I'm all swamp thing all the time now. Um, how about you? What's your love bite? So last week I recommended a comic on webtoon called Your Throne, uh, and this week I would like to I would like to uh, recommend a little novella adaptation of Cinderella. This is a uh, Cinderella Gone Dark, where mm. uh, Cinderella is a witch and Prince Charming is cursed to be charming. So I say this is Cinderella Gone Dark. I should really say this is Ella Enchanted After Dark, where right. Cinderella or or Ember, as she's called in this, the, the book is called Ember and it's by Betty Sharp. She will do any kind of dark magic to resist the thrall of the charm curse that the prince is under. And wouldn't you have it if you are cursed with the ability to charm every single person who comes in contact with you? Maybe you think she's interesting when you see the one woman who is not completely head over heels in love with you. So shenanigans occur. Uh, Cinderella's stepmother and stepsisters are whores. Like they're literally 
uh, prostitutes, and they also all get along. And the stepmother and stepsisters are like, teach us your witchy ways. We're into it. So this is just a completely bonkers book. It's short. It's sexy. It's fun to read. You, I giggled a lot while I was reading it and thinking to myself, like, this is just wild. Like, I can't believe they took this story in this direction. So if you want more badass witches and sisterhood and maybe a little sexy times, then I would highly recommend Ember by Betty Sharp. Ember by Betty Sharp. It's a fun little book. Very nice. All right. Well, that is all for today. Why don't you sign us off, big daddy, beautiful child? <laughs> or should I say something else? Did I get it right? I I don't I don't Big Daddy Holda? Big Daddy yeah, Gretel? Big... What's that rhyme she says about cutting sharpening your saws to cut the bones of the dead? <laughs> Necromancer is produced by Brett Dorman and Shira Moore. The theme song is Symphonia 3 by Kevin McLeod on the album Oddities.